welcome back to the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR stories from over the last week. I'm Sophie Parrott, online editor at HR Grapevine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR within a short podcast. So join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. Today, I'm joined again by Jade Burke, editor of My Grapevine. How are you, Jade? Are you coping within the heat? Hi, so yeah, just about getting there. Oh, that's good to hear. I'm, I'm just about hanging on as well. <laughs> so in this week's podcast, we are going to talk about how HR can boost virtual colleague relations during the coronavirus crisis. Last week over on My Grapevine, which is our content hub, we ran a story about a new initiative that a wellbeing chief had implemented within his team as a way to keep people connected when working from home during the pandemic. And it was actually a story that performed really, really well. So Carl Simons, who is the UK Chief Health, Safety and Wellbeing Officer at Thames Water, recently took to LinkedIn sharing details of a randomised virtual seating plan, which would help employees catch up with work colleagues that they may not usually have done and as a way to boost morale. He himself admitted in the LinkedIn post that he's missed the chance encounters and brief conversations with team members when he was sat next to them when hot desking. And I can definitely empathise with this because I myself miss going into the work kitchen in the afternoon to go make a coffee and catching up with someone um, about how their weekend was. And essentially, the concept of this randomised virtual seating plan is that teams see who they are sat next to over the coming fortnight and arrange a 15-minute virtual coffee and catch-up with those that are positioned either side of them. And every couple of weeks, a random reset button is pressed, so employees will have a new set of virtual neighbours. And at the time, Carl told HR Grapevine that the idea with this initiative was to promote wider team connections with those colleagues that they may not have been in touch with during lockdown, but have had face-to-face interactions with previously, for example, if they were sat next to them in a meeting. So this idea was welcomed by many people on LinkedIn and some professionals even shared different approaches, such as virtual water coolers, where people could just turn up and have a natter with their colleagues. And I think this level of personal interaction, speaking for myself as well, has definitely been missed throughout this period of homeworking. Yeah, I've I've got to agree with you myself. So far, I live alone, obviously, and um, have really had only the companion of my cat throughout the entire lockdown period while working from home. So myself, I've certainly missed the interaction you get from the workplace. And I think others are also feeling the same. And recent research has actually shown just how much employees are missing that face-to-face interaction. So data from Vodafone recently revealed that 41% of workers claim that they are missing office banter and spending time with their work friends. In addition to that, 35% said they miss the company around them. And uh, for 22%, they actually miss the motivational buzz of the office itself. And in addition to that, again, 19% said that they are missing grown-up conversations with their colleagues, which is likely due to perhaps the strains of, I guess, working from home, where employees have had to juggle childcare and caring responsibilities, as well as homeschooling their children, for example. And this has actually been widely covered in the news. So, for example, when Prime Minister Boris Johnson imposed the national school closures a few months back, the CIPD CEO Peter Cheese said that employers should make allowances because there will be disruption during this time. So speaking at that time, he said, 
With many schools looking at remote teaching, parents will have to juggle their work with helping their children to access school activities. There may be limited space and limited equipment to manage both parents and children working from home each day. There will be disruption. So I think all of this coupled with the loneliness of working from home without seeing your team physically and having them close by has actually started to have a damaging impact on many workers in the UK. And I think has actually started to shine a light on how company culture from that virtual angle can make a real difference to the well-being of staff during this time. I don't know if you agree with that, so. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. And as you say, the importance of company culture is paramount, even more so during the pandemic, when, as you say, employees are struggling to varying extents. Um, And actually, research from Deloitte found that 94% of executives and 88% of employees believe that a well-established company culture is essential to business success. And according to OnRec, the study also unearthed a strong correlation between employees who claim to feel content and valued at work and those who state that their company has a strong culture. And when trying to keep everyone together from afar during the pandemic, culture is so important. And when speaking to Rebecca Wallace, RICO UK's Director of People and Corporate Responsibility, in an interview that I did for a previous article, she said a few months back that it was difficult to determine the medium or long-term impacts of the coronavirus crisis on company culture. And she actually told me at the time, what is certain, however, is the ability of an organisation to respond quickly during a crisis, especially one where there are initially more questions than answers, is a testament to the culture of the organisation. Businesses who were able to react in a timely, efficient and effective manner are the organisations with a culture based on creating a long-term sustainable perspective with employees at the centre. And as as Rebecca says, putting employees at the front and centre of HR practices is key. Therefore, coming up with these little initiatives like the randomised virtual seating plans may help employees feel part of a solid company culture. And this can have huge benefits on engagement and even well-being. And like you were saying earlier, Jade, about you know, some people, including yourself, who may live by themselves. I'm sure these conversations do go a long way to help them get through the working day and to feel as if they're part of something bigger. Yeah, for sure. I think that's really, really true, actually, in the current climate, as we're saying, with people at home. And there are many things that employers could perhaps do to put in place to boost morale and, I guess, encourage better collaboration between teams to enhance individual well-being across the board. I actually got the chance to speak to Justin Ukraniski, Head of Learning and a People Transformation Lead at Royal Mail. And he shared some insight with me when it comes to virtual collaboration methods, as well as ways to actually boost morale. And one thing that resonated with me while speaking to him was his suggestion to actually ask staff what they want from their um, employers. So he told me, I definitely think we should just be asking people. Asking our teams, what can we do? Here's the problem and how will you solve this problem? Rather than saying, I'm in charge, so I'll come up with a solution. He also pointed out to me that the methods for collaboration will change in this new normal, revealing that offices will no longer be a place to work all day, but perhaps rather a place to meet with teams for active thinking and forming ideas. Again, while speaking to me, he said, the idea that people can come and meet and offices cease to be offices and become meeting places with fewer desks and more rooms and more activity-based places is something I know people are looking at. And um, of course, statistics recently have indicated that less and less workers actually want to return to the workplace um, and want to continue working from home. For example, according to the Working at Home survey of managers by the Chartered Management Institute, 75% of managers currently working from home want to remain working from home in some form post-pandemic. 
So I think the ideas we've discussed just now around collaboration and culture are both something that HR leaders certainly should be thinking about and considering over the next few months, particularly, I guess, when it comes to employee well-being. Yeah, I think that's completely true. And actually, just to go back to Justin's earlier point about you know, asking people what they want. I think that is so important, particularly at the moment when everyone has different needs. Just before we wrap up, I just wanted to share a couple of other tips for boosting virtual colleague relations that I've just seen online. So, for example, things such as virtual book clubs, virtual recipe sharing chats, as well as just having coffee catch-ups throughout the day, or at the moment during the heat, maybe an ice cream break may be welcomed by employees. Potentially towards the end of the week, you could maybe replicate Friday virtual drinks. I imagine a lot of people may have had that as part of their working week when back at the office. But of course, it doesn't have to appear in its traditional form and it definitely doesn't have to involve a quiz either because I imagine a lot of people, myself included, are a little bit quizzed out at the moment. Yeah, I think that's a bit of a familiar theme, isn't it? Across the board, everyone's a little bit fatigued over quizzes. So, I mean, maybe some of these ideas could help you in your organisation. So, something potentially like work yoga, although maybe not if it's this hot. Other things like virtual bingo or even a virtual bake-off could also help. But ultimately, and to refer back to Justin's point once again, speaking to staff about what they'd like to see and what would help them is a great way to boost colleague relations during the crisis, but also to show that the employer actually cares about their staff well-being. But unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content, whether that's our daily newsletters, monthly magazines, webinars, live events, or market lead and research papers. So to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletter, which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your HR issues, please visit hrgrapevine.com. Last week, a UK wellbeing chief shared the concept of a randomised virtual seating plan which sought to promote wider team connections with those colleagues they may not have been in touch with during lockdown, but had previously had face-to-face interactions with, for example, at team meetings. Essentially, the concept of this initiative is that teams 